from Warrior Australia, and welcome to Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jonah. As always, we pay respect to the traditional custodians of the land we're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation. Well, Jonah, it's another busy sporting week, and we'll look at football. Week 37 of the English Premier League saw Manchester City crowned champions for the third year in a row after Arsenal were defeated by Nottingham Forest 1-0 and City defeated Chelsea 1-0. Well, Manchester United all but wrapped up a top four spot with a 1-0 win over Bournemouth. Well, Liverpool could only draw 1-1 with Aston Villa. While at the bottom, Everton got an injury time equalised against Wolverhampton Wanderers as they drew 1-1, while West Ham defeated Leeds 3-1. But, Jono, Manchester City, the best team in England um, yet again. And, and that last, and I guess that bottom uh, relegation battle will go down to the final day. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess congrats to City. Um, they were able to do it once again, especially in a season in which if you kind of look at it at that mid-season point, no one would have picked them potentially as the winner. You would have thought that they've slipped up this year. So congrats to them for really just kind of driving home a, a really remarkable end of the year. Um, no, another win tally for them in recent years. You know, if you look at this last five to 10 years or so, or mainly about five, five-ish years or so, just the absolute dominance in what they've been able to do. Um, so yeah, hats off to them on what they've been able to achieve. And then on the flip side, the devastating blow for Leeds. I mean, this really now puts them, I know there's still that last little bit of hope there, but realistically, it is not looking good for Leeds, especially as well as there's some rumors of some players potentially leaving already for next season. So the rumor mill has already started. So again, not looking good for Leeds, um, unfortunately, but it all come down to that last little bit there for them to see who is relegated and who's staying put. Also, a big game tomorrow morning, Leicester City taking on Newcastle. We know, obviously, Leicester City in that relegation battle as well. Also, during the week, Jono, we've got our European finals deciding the Champions League. Manchester City will take on Inter Milan after that stunning display against Real Madrid. On the Europa League, Sevilla, perennial winners in that competition, will take on Jose Mourinho and Roma. And the Europa Conference League, West Ham, their first time in a European final in over 40 years, will take on Italian team Fiorentina. But Jono, uh should shape up some great finals there. That Manchester City into Milan, Manchester City potentially will be going for the treble once that final rolls around. Yeah, definitely. I mean, no matter what, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what kind of happens. Hey, look, across all three as well, I think it's really good for Italian football, considering that there is an Italian team representing in each of those finals, which is fantastic to see. Um, but yeah, all eyes, I think, are on City to be able to put up another dominant display. But you never know. You never know what can happen, especially when it's a one one game to decide it all. You never know what could happen. Anything can. Um, as well as an Sevilla as well is just absolutely incredible in Europa. It seems that they don't like to do anything in Champions League necessarily. They like to do all their uh, dirty work and the hard work in, in Europa. Um, but they're going to be facing a, a Roma team that definitely is going to want to win this as well, considering that now they're kind of on that border too in Serie A as into getting a Champions League spot. So this is their best opportunity to qualify for Champions League next year is to be able to wrap this up in the finals. In world football in Spain, Barcelona lifted the La Liga trophy, even though they were defended by Real Sociedad 2-1. Unfortunately, though, in Spain, the uh, the round was headlined by another racism incident, include, uh, which was involved around Vinicius Jr. and Real Madrid after their uh, loss against Valencia 1-0. So unfortunately, John, it's becoming commonplace in Spain, and uh, Vinicius Jr. released a pretty strong Instagram post afterwards uh, Obviously, talking about his experience and, and the need for change in Spain. So, we just to see what happens 
with that. Uh, in Italy, AC Milan kept their top four chances alive with a 5-1 win over Sampdoria, while Napoli defeated Inter Milan 3-1. In Germany, Bayern Munich opened the door for Borussia Dortmund to go top as they were defeated by RB Leipzig 3-1, and Dortmund took advantage as they went top by two points as they defeated Osberg 3-0. With one round to go in Germany, Dortmund now have the opportunity to win the German title, the first one since Jurgen Klopp was there back in 2012. In France, top of the table, PSG defeated Auxerre 2-1, while Lons defeated Lorient 3-1, while in Scotland, already champion Celtic drew 2-2 with St. Mirren. The championship playoff final at Wembley was also decided where Luton will take on Coventry to see who gains the last promotion spot into the English Premier League, while Sheffield Wednesday recorded an extraordinary comeback to go through to the League 1 playoff final as they defeated Peterborough United 5-1, 5-3 on penalties, after coming back from 4-0 down after the first leg. So some extraordinary playoff uh, activity in England as well. The Women's Barclays Super League match week 21, Chelsea defeated Arsenal 2-0, while Manchester United grabbed an injury time win to defeat Manchester City 2-1, meaning the title will be decided on the last match week, with Chelsea sitting two points ahead of Manchester United. Chelsea play Reading, while United take on Liverpool in the final match week. A-League semi-finals, leg two, Melbourne City defeated Sydney FC 4-0, or Central Coast defeated Adelaide United 2-0, meaning Melbourne City will take on Central Coast in the grand final at Parramatta Stadium, Comeback Stadium, uh, not this weekend, the week after June 3rd uh, should be that grand final there in the A-League. Rugby League, John NRL round 12, and Origin teams were announced today. Uh, some big... Admissions and inclusions in both uh, lineups for the New South Wales team. Uh, Josh Addo, Carr, and Tom Trevojevic both made it, obviously, under a bit of a form and injury clouds there. While Tavita Pangai Jr. made it for the Canterbury Bulldog team after Jake Trevojevic from the Manly team pulled out. Um, also, Coruscant was given the number nine for New South Wales. Well, for Queensland, Reese Walsh, the young Brisbane fullback, uh, got the nod over Kalen Pogger. So a bit of a shock there in regards to the inclusions. But Jono, only about a week away now, May 31st for game one of the State of Origin down in Adelaide. Uh, should be a cracker. Um, and obviously both coaches taking a few chances with these teams and a few debutants as well um, included in the teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as you kind of pointed out, it's good to kind of see somebody like Josh Adokar kind of back in that lineup as well. It's good to see as well for for New South Wales, a healthy Latrell Mitchell going into this as well, um, considering, you know, the, the form in the last couple of years for Origin as well. Um, and then, as you said, Turbo Thomas is about time for him to kind of get back into good form. And that happened over the weekend, just in time for him to kind of get back to some good form before the selection. So I think, look, again, it's going to be that classic of that we've had in the last couple of years where all eyes are going to be on that New South Wales roster. Realistically, they're stacked with talent. But as we've seen in the past as well, Queensland are definitely capable of taking this out as well. So um, it's going to be interesting regardless. But as you said, May 31st, not long away, we'll be able to see the Clash of the Titans. Also, congratulations to Nico Hines. He got a bench spot there for New South Wales, but he's great for Cronulla, so deserved his chance at origin level as well. Over the weekend, Jono, it was Indigenous round in the NRL. Uh, so great to see all the clubs supporting this, all the jerseys uh, designed by Indigenous designers and obviously representing the local areas in regards to each of the football teams. 
Uh, and Penrith recorded a good win over Brisbane. The West Tigers smashed the North Queensland Cowboys, putting 60 on them, while the Dragons upset the Roosters with a last-minute try. And the Eels returned to form with a good win over South Sydney. AFL, round 10. And the Sir Doug, Sir Doug Nichols round, so Indigenous round for the AFL, which runs over round 10 and round 11, was celebrated as well. Uh, Port Adelaide defeated Melbourne, while Sydney recorded a much-needed win over North Melbourne. Uh, Essendon defeated Richmond in the Dreamtime Clash on Saturday by one point, while Fremantle defeated Geelong, and the Western Bulldogs upset Adelaide, while Collingwood were too good for arch-rivals Carlton on Sunday afternoon in front of over 80,000 people there at the MCG. Rugby Union Super Rugby Pacific around 13. Crusaders defeated Moana Pacifica 41-7. The Blues defeated the Queensland Reds 45-26. The Highlanders defeated the Rebels 20-17. The Chiefs defeated the Hurricanes 23-12. New South Wales Waratahs defeated the Fiji Drua 32-18. While the Western Force defeated the ACT Brumbies 34-19. Meaning the Chiefs sit top, followed by the Crusaders and Brumbies, with the Western Force sitting in the eighth and last final spot in the competition. Golf PGA Championship and American Brooks Kepka won his fifth major as he won by two shots over fellow American Scotty Scheffler. He also became the first live golfer to win a major. So obviously a bit of a significant win there for Brooks Kepka. Netball Suncorp, Super Netball, round 10. Giants defeated the Lightning 70-64. The Vixers defeated Thunderbirds 60-39. The Swifts defeated Collingwood 85-56. While the Fever defeated the Firebirds 97 63, meaning the Thunderbirds sit top, followed by the Swifts, Fever, and Vixens. Boxing and Australian Andrew Maloney was KO'd by Japanese fighter Junto Nakatana, as Nakatana claimed the WBO World Junior Bantamweight belt in Las Vegas. So a tough loss there for Maloney, but hopefully we'll see him back in the ring uh, soon. Basketball, Jono, NBA finals, and both the East and the West sit at 3 0. Miami leading Boston. Well, Denver and leading by Lakers 3-0. Eddie Hope, John, how have you seen the series so far? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be jumping on that Miami bandwagon right now because what they're able to do is just absolutely incredible. I don't think anyone really saw them uh, being able to win so convincingly. Maybe, yes, definitely a potential in this series against Boston or potentially getting a couple, but I don't think in the fashion they're able to do it right now. It's absolutely incredible. So I definitely want to see them in the finals and I want to see them perform the way that they're performing right now. On the flip side, I think Denver is the most complete team left as well. And they're just showing that dominance as well over the Lakers. It just kind of shows... You need a lot of depth. You need all your players kind of firing on all levels. I think that was the biggest downfall for the Phoenix Suns as well, is that they didn't have all their stars stepping up. They didn't have all their role players stepping up. And that's what's happening with the Lakers right now as well. You have somebody like Delandro Russell, who's really struggling at the moment. Um, and that's really hurting the Lakers at the at, at current time. So, look, do I see either of those teams coming back from being 3-0 down in the series? No, quite frankly. But... Will they both avoid a sweep? I would say yes. I do think that both teams are of good enough quality to avoid a sweep at least. So they might win the next game, both of them. But then I don't think it's happening again. I think it's going to be about 4-1 the series. And uh, we'll see Miami versus Denver in the finals. You're right, John. It's, uh, that Miami-Boston, I don't think anyone predicted uh, Boston to be 3-0 down. Obviously went to the series as favorites. I don't know how well Miami have done to reach this stage, but... Uh, They've really blown Boston away. And to win two games in Boston to start the series was obviously a massive boost uh, to them. But we'll see if, yeah, Boston and the Lakers can at least make it a little bit more competitive and at least push it to a fifth or sixth game uh, to see where that series might go. Also, John, the WNBA, 
We saw Brittany Griner make an emotional return with the Phoenix Mercury after uh, it was her first game in 19 months. Obviously, great to see her back on the court. We know what she's been through, and Jono, a huge, uh, a huge uh, moment for the WNBA and Brittany Griner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was a really big moment, and it was good to just see her be embraced, not only by all her teammates as well and the fans and everything, but by the WNBA as a whole. Really, just taking this moment in and really making sure that she she knows that you know she's always had that support while she was over there, um, that she had the support of everybody back home. So that was a really really good moment, and she did actually incredible in her in her debut back. So it was great to see. Yeah, great to see it back on the court. Well, Joe, we did touch on this a little bit earlier. But it was Indigenous rounds, both in the AFL and NRL here in Australia. And I guess it's a chance to celebrate the important and significant contribution of Indigenous and First Nations people to both codes, which we know is extraordinary. It continues to be such an impactful uh, in both the players, uh, administrators, coach, etc. throughout both codes. So before we get into a little bit more discussion around the Indigenous uh, rounds and how, I guess how well the AFL and NRL do to embrace it. Uh, how important do you think it is that we have rounds like this in sport uh, to not only re- reflect on the contribution of Indigenous people, but also to reflect on the work that still needs to be done in this country and obviously uh, close that gap in regards to uh, Indigenous people and, and the rest of the general population? Yeah, look, I... I, I like that little point right there as well as I think right now what it needs to really represent is the work that still needs to be done right it's not a reflection as to essentially um, all this amazing work that has been done the fact is is that there's still a lot of problems to current date so it should be a bit of a reminder for a lot of people that there's a lot more work to be done Um, and I also think as well if you think about it too you know it's it, it needs to be that kind of reflection piece as to it's not just work needs to be done in this round or during this week or, you know, for a short period of time. It's an ongoing thing. Um, and until these issues are essentially sorted, there this needs to be an ongoing thing. And we need to really take a step back and look back at the history, really look back at things as well, look at why we're doing this um, and the reasons behind it. And so it's, again, that constant education piece. But again, I do I do like that point as it's really important at current state because we're in 2023. A lot of these issues that we constantly see coming up should not be happening. So let's take this as a moment to reflect on that and think about how much work do we still need to do and how much work is is, is ahead of us at, at current state. On a completely surface level, I think it's it's great to see some of those jerseys. Some of the designs are fantastic. Yeah. See, obviously, uh, a traditional Aboriginal and First Nations designs on, on each of the rugby league teams jerseys and the way that each of the jerseys represents uh obviously different tribes and, and certain areas that those teams represent i think that's a really powerful uh imagery and great to see uh, but also john i think you're correct in this in the sense of saying obviously it's great to have this round and, and the recognition that goes into this round but also it must be we must then not just forget this and, and sort of move on and forget what this round represents and the issues that still uh, occur in this country, the issues that we still need to resolve. I guess it's a step in the right direction in the sense that we now are acknowledging the significant contribution that First Nations Indigenous people make to both codes. And I guess the broader society, I guess broader Australian society at a whole, but 
we must use this now then to obviously really try and make lasting change wherein the gaps that do exist within society between First Nations and, and Indigenous people and, and, as I said, the rest of the Australian population are closed in regards to uh, the amount of uh, youths in jail, youth suicide, uh, I guess the closing gap in regards to welfare um, and job opportunities. These, these are the issues that... that that need to to see some sort of steps taken in the right direction. And obviously, hopefully, sport, like we've said, can play a real important role in regards to helping close that gap. Do you think that really signifies, this weekend really signifies the importance of or the important uh, platform that sport can play in regards to raising and highlighting these issues? Yeah, look, I, I definitely think that, yeah, these these are the opportunities where it really just showcases sport as something that can bring to bring together people, right? Bring people from various backgrounds, from different communities, and they all come together for one, one essentially su- like moment supporting of a team, one game, one club, right? And I think that it's a good opportunity for for sport as a whole to really showcase the power and that movement of many as well, and in, in a sense that you know, these are these individuals that really have an influence as well in the next generation to come. Um, there's so many young people, both from a First Nations background and not, right, that that watch these sports, that play these sports and everything. And this is an opportunity to, again, educate them as to why we're doing these rounds and why it's important and why it's important to continue to do this as well. Um, and again, as you point out, it's it's not just about doing it right now, but having that mindset throughout the whole year as well. How can we institute some change? But yeah, I definitely think that these are the moments where it does really showcase the the power of sport in this sense that um really they the sport does have uh, an opportunity to institute some change, and it's for the better that we need to make sure that we take advantage of those opportunities as well when they kind of come across. And in this case, it's you know highlighting the importance of this round, highlighting the the community that came behind and really making sure people understand as to why each jersey is slightly different, what it represents as well. Um, and really looking in that as well as to 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 make sure that everybody has that clear understanding as to what is being done and what's the road ahead as well. How significant do you think it is as well, John, in terms of this country here in Australia, we've obviously got, we're in the midst of the voice debate and obviously that will lead up to a a vote later this year where obviously all Australians uh, will have a say in regards to the voice, which will be, I guess, a referendum on whether to change the constitution to recognise First Nations people of Australia uh, and also establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice uh, independent and permanent advisory board within the Australian parliament, obviously to uh, help uh, give advice uh, and help the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. So obviously, it is a heated debate at the moment. Obviously, we've got a lot of people that are, are for it, but obviously there are uh, those also that are that are wanting to vote no. So in regards to where the bits of that, in regards to, I guess, the NRL and AFL hosting and, and showcasing weekends like this where they're recognising and supporting uh, Indigenous and First Nations voices, how significant do you think it is in terms of visually and, and obviously uh, helping uh, to see where that where that vote may go? We obviously know Rugby Union is the latest sporting code to come out in support of The Voice, joining the NRL, Tennis Australia, Football Australia and the Australian Olympic Committee. 
uh, as well as several AFL clubs, which have, have come forward and said that they uh, are in support of, of voting yes. How important do you think it is in terms of tying into that debate as well and obviously seeing where uh, or how that develops during the year, obviously in the lead-up uh, to the vote? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that it, it definitely plays a big role and in, in the sense of, you know, as you point out, these some of these sporting organizations and everything has kind of come out and said that they are in support of this, right? Well, what does it actually mean to support it? We need to then make sure that we push that out, push it to our audience as well. Um, and so I think that this is a really good opportunity to be able to do that too. You know, you have an opportunity here to to say why you are supporting this, why this is really important. Um, and again, it, it constantly goes back into that education piece, right? And again, you're offering an opportunity for some people who might not understand it in the way of coming from just a newsroom or reading an article about it or just hearing it over some conversation, right? You can take it from a lens as, you know, you kind of look at it in terms of from a sporting lens as well. What impact does this have on the people within your club and your organization as well? What kind of, uh, what kind of essentially way of life do we want for these people who represent this, right? And so this is an opportunity as well for the club to potentially, and, and organization as a whole, is to potentially say it in a different way that really then speaks to the audience, right? Because they know their audience. They, you know, they, they know every single week, they have thousands and thousands of people tuning in. You know your audience, you know what your audience speaks to, what they react to positively, and what they react to negatively as well. So I think it's a really good opportunity to now really put in motion as well. If you say you support it, well, let's see that type of support as well. And this is a good opportunity to be able to highlight that this particular round, you know, it's a real good opportunity to to do that, to say, hey, we are in full support of this because of X, Y, and Z. You know, this is that opportunity to go into a little bit more detail as well. So it's great that they support it, uh, but it is really important as well that they kind of institute as to why are they supporting it and make sure that everybody uh, understands that they are in full support. It doesn't take an investigative journal journalist to to uncover that they're supporting it. It should be open and, and honest about it and have an honest conversation as to the exact reasons as to why they actually chose to support it because it is worth hearing from these types of organizations. And that little bit of them pushing why they decided to support could actually influence a lot of people as well who are a little bit unsure as to what is actually going on. And it's not because of necessarily you know, um, they don't want to hear, they just might not be comprehending exactly the ramifications as to as to what's happened. Well, I guess there is a lot of misinformation out there as well in terms of what is being said around the voice. And I guess some opinions around it, I think, are uneducated and don't really understand the purpose of having that voice in Parliament. I actually think the statement which was released by Rugby Australia really did uh, hit the mark. Uh, and as they said, it was about, it's about trying to achieve true union and, and closing that gap uh, which exists in Australia, whether you whether you like to admit it or not, it, it does exist. And if there's a way to try and help close that gap and heal and, and move forward as a nation truly united, then... A voice to parliament may be the maybe the first step, hopefully the first step in in that uh, long reconciliation process that obviously Australia is still working through. Obviously, nearly two hundred years now since since that colonisation and obviously the atrocities that have that occurred from that. So, uh, I think it again shows the power of sport and the and the powerful 
platform it does hold, especially in this country and the influence it can have and the positive influence it can have. But also I think here in Australia, I think there's a long way to go, still a long way to go. I think uh, if you've sort of, if you heard obviously the reaction to the ABC's coronation coverage with with uh, Prince Charles or King Charles now, where an Australian journalist, Stan Grant, has, has stepped away from his media uh, commitments uh, due to his uh, the criticism and, and I guess racist uh, social online uh, messages he's received. Uh, due to him, uh, I guess, bringing up that that violent history of Australia in regards to when the English did come and colonise Australia and obviously what his people have faced, I guess, the effects that have been felt all the way up today and they're still felt in community. Um, so, John, I guess that still shows you how much work still needs to be done here in Australia. But it is positive that, that we've got some of our biggest sporting codes supporting and willing to to take a position uh, on something hopefully that that helps close the gap and also helps educate and influence people and as i said try and grow australia uh as one and really bring uh, everyone that is part of this country closer together and, and united in regards to uh to helping those that, that are struggling and that, that uh, have obviously faced uh, decades of 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 pain and sorrow from from their ancestors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a it's a great uh, a great way to really connect with those all across Australia, and I think it is a great initiative that that is done, um, and it needs to be done more so as well. In that sense of um, really highlighting the importance of this. Um, so credit credit to everybody involved in this. Um, like I said, I think it is really good to see multiple clubs. Of course, they all support this round. They all take an initiative to really consult um, with those local communities and even just the simplest thing as the design of the jersey and everything with I think is fantastic. Um, and then supporting initiatives, you know, against racism, oppression or whatever it might be is really important as well. And again, I think it's great to see this, um, but it's also even more important for for all these organizations to really just make sure that everybody does understand that there's a long road ahead still to get to it the right place. Um, and that's important for all the fans out there, all those part of the organization, everybody in the general population to really get along to get among this and really support this movement as well, because we're talking about something that's so basic, so simple, right? But yet still has so many problems um, and every single day. And again, I, as I harp on, we're on, we're in 2023 right now. It's absolutely incredible that we still talk about these kinds of issues, but it is really important for these clubs to continue to drive in the message and continue to do this, um, which we're seeing right now, but we, we want to see more and more support for these kinds of things. Yeah, it was a great weekend to, uh, to celebrate, as I said, uh, the really significant contribution uh, Indigenous First Nations people make to both codes and, as I said, we'll see what happens with this voice vote once uh, once we do go to the vote and see uh, how sport can uh, hopefully positively impact uh, the way forward, especially in this country. Well, John, as always, we'll end with five quick questions I think I'm asking you this week, mate. Let's do it. Let's go, mate. All right, number one. After Manchester City's Premier League triumph, do they now win the treble? Oh, um, look, this is going to be an opportunity for me to root for your United boys. Um, it's, uh, look, it's going to be, I think, a tough one regardless. Um, 
they are in the driver's seat. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say something's gonna happen there uh, between the two left that they need to win, and I'm gonna say no, they're not gonna win it. This is actually not part of it. Which do you think is gonna be a harder game, the Champions League final or the FA Cup final? Look, I actually think it's going to be the Champions League final because I think that sometimes, as we've seen, City can sometimes overthink things and kind of go into these final situations and sometimes not come out on top. Um, and I think if Inter just defend for their life for pretty much 89 minutes and get that one counterattack, you never know what could happen. But with Man United, I mean, they play them a little bit more regularly. They understand them. So you're kind of going against this injured team that you don't play, you don't understand fully. So I think that gives them a slight edge in terms of who can maybe upset. It should be intriguing to see how those finals uh, evolve and how they play out. Number two, which team, the Lakers or the Celtics, have the better chance of making a potential comeback in their respective series? We know no teams come back from 3-0 down. But if you had to choose, is it the Lakers or the Celtics? Oh, it's, it's it's hard because I, I'm i going to say the Celtics, even though they're not playing that well, but it's just only because I just see Denver as such a complete team. I can't see them coming back. Um, whereas potentially, I mean, look, Miami are the eighth seed. They're producing way better than any eighth seed ever before, but they do have some faults as well. So I would say potentially it would be the Celtics just because Denver is way too much of a complete team. Even though the Lakers have LeBron and everyone else, they're just too complete to be able to to stuff this up now. I'll probably side with you there. I think that if, the, if anyone does make a run, maybe the Celtics to to push it in that series. Number three, who wins the A-League Grand Final? Melbourne City versus the Fairytale team, Central Coast Mariners. Oh, i got to go with Central Coast. you got to keep the Fairytale alive. Um, it could be a hell of an uphill battle, but um, got to back them for that. Why not, right? I also think they'll have uh, possibly a majority of the, the support there obviously being True. played in Sydney, Sydney's West, so I'm sure the, a few uh, neutrals will be going for Central Coast. Number four is Brooke Kepka's win at the PGA Championship. Good for golf or just now the new reality in regards to live players? We obviously know live players being allowed to play in some of these majors now, so do you think it is good for golf and it, it just is the new reality? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say it's necessarily good for golf, but I do think, unfortunately, it seems to be the the new reality as a, as currently. Um, hopefully, this changes. I think in the future. Um, I'm not, you know, in support. I've made my views quite clear before. I'm not really in support of the live tour. So, but unfortunately, it does seem like this is the new reality of things. And last question: Will Jose Mourinho lead Roma to the Europa League title, or will Sevilla snatch their seventh Europa League championship title? Right, he's going to lead them too because I'm saying all all Italian clubs are going to be taking home a trophy this year. We'll get one, two, three right away. So I'm going to say yes. He wins that Europa League. He will be one after buy a drink in, in Rome forever. <laughs> He'll be lauded. He's already lauded after last year's Europa Conference. So it'll be amazing if he could do the Europa League. And True. That'll also mean Champions League football yep. for whichever team wins it. So massive uh, carrot there for the Europa League winners. Well, that brings you to another episode of Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jonna. Always thank you for your support and good night. <laughs>